the onboarding project really is focused on that configuration, the enablement and getting the data accurately pulled into Tatango. So it's actually valuable for customers to use and can actually build out the things that they want. Welcome to the Hyper Engage podcast. We are so happy to have you along our journey. Here, we uncover bits of knowledge from some of the greatest minds in tech. We unearth the hows, whys, and whats that drive the tech of today. Welcome to the movement. Hi, Hyper Engage family. Today, uh, we have Jeremy from Tango, and uh, you know we've, we've been talking too much about Tango for all these years, and I've used uh, for my products and the companies that I've worked in the past. It is my privilege to have you around, uh, Jeremy, today. Thank you very much for taking the time out. Yeah, it's a long time coming, uh, Adil. So I really appreciate you having uh, me as well. And I'm looking forward to our conversation today. My, my pleasure, my pleasure. Jeremy, uh, we'll, we'll get straight straight into the conversation. Uh, initially, I've seen you've worked with different businesses in the past and you, you have strongly... Uh, you know, very much uh, ingrained with customer success and working on customer success roles and customer facing roles all, all these years. Can you tell us more about uh, how you started as a customer uh, success individual or how, why, why did you choose uh, a customer facing role? Yeah, uh, actually I would say, so customer success found me as opposed to me finding customer success. Uh, my background actually was in when I joined SaaS and technology in 2012, doing uh, talent acquisition and recruiting. And it was just through getting to know many of the hiring teams from our engineering teams all the way through our sales roles uh, and sales hiring managers that had just built relationships and had the opportunity to move from that kind of talent acquisition arm into customer facing sales and renewals. Um, and so 20, 2014 is really the start of that piece of working directly in business, business to business, customer facing roles. Um, and then just from there, I just followed the path of where it led me. So it led me into account management for a couple of years. It then eventually led me into net new sales and realized that after about a year of doing that, I really loved working with customers on helping them get to the value, getting them to their goals that they were trying to achieve. And so I, I moved back into a customer success role um, in 2017. And now I've been doing um, you know, either CS or CS leadership um, since 2017. So I, yeah, that's the, the long and the short of it there. But uh, yeah, definitely don't, I'm not definitely traditional and said that I sought out customer success. It definitely found me, but I love it. And now that I'm here, I, don't, I couldn't see myself doing anything different. Wow. So that was something pretty inspirational. Like a lot of people, they, they actually try to, you know, get into the roles and they try to uh, figure out, okay, this is something that I need to just follow. I have the visibility, I have the direction and I need to follow and chase these roles. I need to go to the customer success. But in your case, it's more towards, uh, you know, that specific industry, that specific role chose you. Uh, in the beginning as, as a customer success engineer. And then, then you try to scale it and you try to unleash uh, a lot of your hidden talents and hidden skills. And now like to Tango, like tell us more about Tango, like you're building a team. Uh, it's been how long since you have uh, been in that customer success operation for Tango and what are the high level goals uh, for you as a team there? Yeah, yeah. So I've been I'm coming up on eight months at Tango. So it's been, uh, it's been a, uh, crazy, adventure-filled, fun, stressful uh, eight months, but it's been good. Um, yeah, so I'm actually 
carved out a, a new segment of, of customers, which is why I came over here. So I actually been building out a team for our uh, basically our thou- uh, 100 to 1,000 employee customers that we have. And so uh, it's, we're calling it small enterprise. And we're focused on uh, kind of ma- uh, marrying digital touch engagement with you know traditional uh, high touch enterprise across our customer segment because um, just the, the purchasing motions, the value motions, right? The, the goals and objectives, while are similar, team sizes are very different from 100 employee organizations versus 1,000 employee organizations and the, uh, the level of resources that they can throw at it. So right now I have a, a, I'm the team lead. I've got three CSMs on my team and continue to, to hire and grow that team. But um, we, we are focused on our team. We're fortunate in that we get to focus on driving um, the adoption and value for our customers. Um, right, we, we are focused on making sure that they retain, that we are hitting their objectives, right? And ultimately, right, we want to see our customers grow because that's how they, they, if they're growing, they're being successful. And then ultimately, right, Tatango gets the benefit of that growth as well. But uh, we're fortunate in that we don't, uh, we, we don't sit um, under and, and carry, you know, large quotas and things like that. We really can be focused on um, a driving that value for a customer, which I think is the most important, most important piece of being in a customer success management role is that you're able to, to do that. But um, I would also say too, kind of going back to what I shared earlier it, around, you know, customer success found me, I, I think any role, whether you're a CSM or in a different role, every, everybody has a part in delivering customer success for your organization and for your customers. And it's not, um, that's, I would say that's the, the beauty of the role that we're in as well. CSMs have that focus on adoption and value and achieving customer, helping customers achieve their objectives. We can't do that without our partner, uh, our product managers, we can't do that without our engineering team. We can't do that without our support, right? We can't do that without our sales partners. So, um, you know, we all have to work together to drive that. And if we don't have that, if your organization doesn't have that, then um, your CSMs are going to be ultimately set up to, to fail um, because they're not going to have what they truly need to deliver that, that organization-wide customer success. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, that, that's interesting element that you brought, like value realization. Like the soonest you understand what value means to your customer, the better you would be able to you know, serve as a customer success or even a product manager. Uh, so you, you talked about integration with, uh, with other teams like sales team, product team, data ops team, if you have uh, even integration team and, you know, all the configuration, you have a lot of tech involved while onboarding uh, your, your customer too. So how you are actually, uh, what, what is a set process for you guys while integrating uh, in the first place, uh, post sales operation, like onboarding side of it. So what kind of teams are involved? what kind of technologies are involved and how you're actually measuring it along the, along the line. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah first, first off, it's a great question around kind of just the end-to-end process. So um, as, as of right now, because we're, we're continuing to scale, our, our customer success team does come in um, at the point of signature for a, a contract. We actually... Um, we will be a part of the uh, kickoff call with our onboarding group. So we actually do have a team now dedicated for customer onboarding. And so they'll handle uh, basically the onboarding project, the enablement configuration. And then we have what's called the customer success engineering team, which they're aligned to our customers around data and integration. So basically anything that you, you know, if a deal, you were coming to be a customer of ours and you said, hey, you know, we use Salesforce for, 
you know, our account management, we use HubSpot for our marketing stuff, right? We use, um, you know, we track, you know, learning courses and webinars through an LMS, right? How do we get all that data centralized to Tango? That's what our, our customer success engineering team helps customers enable. So that onboarding project really is focused on that configuration, the enablement and getting the data accurately pulled into Tango. So it's actually valuable for customers to use and can actually build out the things that they want. And the customer success manager and the account team sits alongside that, right, to make sure that we understand, you know, uh, both onboarding and post-onboarding objectives. And so that way, when they come out of onboarding, right, the CSM picks up, uh, we'll call it, basically, we kind of call it the phase two of the relationship, which is that really that first year journey, which is now taking what they deployed and onboarding and actually start optimizing that, right, and then working on, you know, what's next in their journey. So if they customer really wants to build a really world-class digital onboarding process, right? And then what's the next logical thing that they want to do, right? Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's digital adoption and that's the next thing. That's the next sequence mm -hmm. in their customer journey that they want to focus on. That's where the CSM comes in to enable, right? We don't necessarily do everything for the customer, but coming in to really make sure that they understand the best practices of how the tool is so that, um, you know, they can be enabled to do it um, on their own, mm -hmm. right? And then enable their teams to be able to go and do it, right? Kind of that train the trainer uh, philosophy. So that's really a part of it. And then when we get down the line, right, when we get to time of renewal or expansion, right, our sales team has been informed on all the things that have been happening along the way. They may not sit in every meeting, but they're, they're an integral part and copied in on everything that we do. So when that comes up, they're not, you know, they're not stepping in blind as to, you know, what needs to be negotiated, things like that. And we partner with the sales organization to make sure that the commercial aspects are handled at the, the time of the renewal. Great, great. I really appreciate that you actually connected scenarios uh, with, with this conversation and, and that made more sense and it's more relatable to people listening. So you talked about onboarding, you talked about the tools that you integrate for your customers initially while onboarding and you have multiple teams involved. And then that's once you get the data uh, inside the tool, you can give them different insights, different recommendation, and then you monitor it. Uh, and, and then you uh, measure the your CS team measures the health and adoptions like like that journey of that customer and tries to uh, you know stay closer to the customer goals at all times. So now my question is, once the customer is onboarding, we were talking more about about Tango because we know we've used it and 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 we know how powerful it can be for a lot of early stage SaaS businesses listening to this. So now uh, for early stage SaaS that are not using Salesforce, let's say not using Salesforce as a CRM they're not big enough to pay for like that big. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they're using tools like HubSpot. They're using tools like, uh, there's another tool, Crisp, if you're familiar with. I'm just talking about on a very lower level, you know, to try and then, then build up our, uh, the conversation. And, and then talking about uh, Intercom, the initial, like their, their pricing is pretty confusing anyway, but we're using <laughs> Intercom. But <laughs> so you'll have to, you know, see their knowledge base <laughs> to figure out their price. So for the first year, they're absolutely free for a small team of like 10, 15, uh, and uh, 100, 150 customers, uh, maybe 100 customers. So now, once you, once I, as an early stage has integrate into it, how compatible Tango is with these tools, apart from, uh, you know, segment, mixed panel, Salesforce, uh, like segment is for the product teams, 
uh, Salesforce rules for the customer facing. So uh, is it compatible for all bunch of tools uh, when it comes to integration and, and pointing all the events, migrating all the events, and then tracking them inside uh, to Tango for the customer facing team here? Yeah, so it's it, there's a there's a lot we could unpack it in that particular question a, a, a deal because you we've got you know, all those different technologies you've talked about right how do we could compare in that regard and I would say that like if you look at tools like you know since I work for Tatango right looking at tools like Tatango right we're focused on helping customers centralize on their their entire customer journey so getting visibility from you know that the the moment they become a customer, all the all the way through every step of the way through onboarding to adoption to risk management, right? To um, maybe you want to drive a renewal and expansion process. Maybe there's an ad voice of the customer and advocacy that you're trying to drive for. So everything pretty much post sales is really what we focus on. For smaller customers um, and smaller organizations and startups, as you've described, I've I've seen, I, I think it's I've seen this handle. Uh, 10 different ways at this point since I've been here. Uh, we have some customers who really lean in and say, you know what, we don't do a lot of opportunity management at this stage in our in our business. So we really just want to focus on insights into health and how they're utilizing our platform, right? And being able to drive, we'll call it targeted communication to those customers, right? And being able to use mm -hmm. the Tango to be able to have that visibility. Um, I can actually think of a, a, a customer that the CSM on my team has been working with who's actually... Um, creatively figured out a way to use to tango for some opportunity management. Now that that's not necessarily something that we would endorse like, Hey, we're not trying to replace Salesforce as a, as your opportunity management, at least not at this point in juncture, but um, depending on, you know, how complex you're tracking that type of stuff, you, you may, depending on your use case, may be able to use us for stuff like that. But I see a lot of customers take those pieces of uh, you know take the mixed panels take their sales force right take these other pieces that they're working on um and bring that data which might you know one team might only be using this platform at you know products only using crisp sales is only using salesforce um and be able to bring that bring those integrations together into one platform so that they that they have complete visibility without having to go into two or three or four different tools which is really right that's the common thing that i hear from customers regardless of size whether you've got 10 employees or you've got 10,000 mm -hmm. employees is i want to reduce the number of applications that i'm having to go into to be able to actually right. see the relevant data that i need to be able to take action whether it's right. digital action or or manual you know that human intervention with my customer mm -hmm. so um yeah there's a lot more we can unpack with that but that's i would say that's a high level on that one right Right. So basically, Tango is, uh, you know, not only just centralizing all the data and giving them 360 view of all of their customer journeys from post sales journeys, but also uh, it is giving recommendation that like data that drives action. So which is a big need for a lot of early stage uh, SaaS businesses, even mid market. Uh, they want their CSMs to be on top of all the tasks that, that need their action at the right time ahead of yep. time so that they can not only just react but forecast uh the customer as well so uh, that is on data so now let's jump into uh what kind of technology you have inco incorporated for your customer uh, your, your own team like uh, is that uh of course you might be using uh, your own platform for uh for for your own operations so how you're you're leveraging all of these tools i heard a lot of unicorn businesses big billion dollar companies saying that we have custom objects 
we have used, uh, there was one, uh, I wouldn't name it, they, they used Tango for two years initially, one and a half, two years, but it didn't work. And then they, they had a custom object inside Salesforce, which is working pretty fine. And then they, they integrated it with Looker, you know, tools like these. So how you are doing it for your own team, like technology wise and, yeah. Yeah, so we are, so for, for sales opportunity management, we use Salesforce uh, for, for the customer success team, right? And, that, and that's broader, right? It's actually our, our entire organization uses it from marketing to product. But we, yeah, we obviously use Tatango for um, you know, the customer success side of things. We are um, in the process of uh, moving, changing on our product management side from like that kind of, I'll call it product roadmap and, and tracking those types of things, bugs and enhancements. So that's not de definitive as to exactly where we're going to land on that. But, um, and then we use, uh, you know, a number of other things, right? We just bought, uh, you know, we're using, going to be using Skilljar for our learning management system as well. So um, I know we've got, you know, that's a, another one of being able to build out, I'll call that, I'll kind of call that, we're using it initially really for customer facing kind of community learning and being able to, to take new users, right? If you signed up for Tango tomorrow, right? I want to, you know, I want to have, you know, live sessions, but I also want that self-paced training. What does that look like? And we actually are, you know, building those things out now for our customers. So, um, and we're going to, it's going to be open, right? You don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be a paying customer to, to use it, right? And get learn, learn the technology. And eventually we're going to have certifications that are going to come along with that, right? So that you can take that back into the market yeah. and, and market your skills that you're learning. Um, similar to, you know, as Salesforce does their, you know, trailblazer courses and, you know, Salesforce admin stuff, right? We're, you know, we're going to be following in a similar pattern. Um, obviously we're not as complex as the Salesforce, uh, but you know there is still value in, especially the growing market that is customer success technology. Um, having the ability, you know, to be able to put that on your resume um, definitely will you know increase your odds of being able to get into a, you know a CS operations role or. Um, you know, even as the customer success management role becomes more competitive, right? Being able to stand out and say, hey, you know, I've, I've got, you know, I've used and certified on using this technology and I can bring additional value into your organization that somebody who doesn't have this may not be able to. So um, yeah, those are, those are some of the, the, the high level things. I know our marketing team uses a couple other things, but that's more for prospect like this prospect driven and it doesn't have anything any impact on customer communication necessarily uh, mm -hmm. which is which we use the to tango's campaign functionality to communicate with existing customers great 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 uh, i was also thinking more about like of course a lot of SaaS businesses well successful series b c SaaS businesses uh they're investing a lot on uh, on the training like of their their entire customer facing team like because it 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 it, it needs an instilled mindset to to talk to the customer so customer facing teams have different mindset uh, of course you have a culture built you have a dna for your business your vision pretty much mapped out all the fundamentals but how tango is investing into building the right mindset for the customer facing audience yeah it's a yeah, it's a great question. And I, it, I spoke a little bit to this earlier around just that enablement piece, right? It's not just, you know, training, um, train, well, training while good, right? Oftentimes leaves gaps for, you know, that, that training need to be, you know, re-delivered again or done in a different fashion, right? Versus enablement really is about focused on giving you the tools that you need to be able to take that back into your organization and, and change things, right? For hopefully for the better, right? But be able to go back and change those things. And so for, 
for us, right, as I think about, you know, the, the training aspect, the enablement aspect, the, the culture aspect, um, if any, as any, any organization looking at, right, where should I invest time, where should I invest resources, um, if, especially as you scale, right, you do having to do more with less, one look at, you know, what are the things from a training enablement that you can do in a one-to-many fashion, right, that you could deliver to all your customers. I was talking with um, a, a gentleman yesterday that was looking at, you know, we were sort of just talking networking around, um, you know, CS jobs and what he was looking for. And he made a really great comment uh, around the fact that, like, if you can build a training and enablement um, uh, thing for a small business, that'll almost always carry across all your customer segments, regardless of the size. Versus if you build it for a big organization, it makes it much harder to scale that across for smaller organizations um, because the business needs aren't the same. And so looking at um, your long tail segment, right, can you you can you basically can you scale that up, right? Can you take what you're doing with your small customers and offer that slowly begin to bring your bigger customers in to take workload off of your high touch CSMs, right? So they can focus on the more strategic items, things like that, as opposed to enablement. But, uh, you know, that's kind of on that piece of it. And then the culture piece of it, right? What do you really need to do around that is, um, I would say that if, if you're struggling with, you know, culture of everybody's kind of in the silo, um, I, I have learned that don't wait, right? Don't wait on somebody else to kick that conversation off and try to break down those barriers, right? Obviously, you have to navigate the politics of your organization, but um, if you feel like you don't have a good relationship with product um, and nobody's really trying to change that, right? Take, take it, like, be willing to take that on yourself and cross those bridges with those people and say, I'm, you know what, I don't have a great relationship with them, but I'm going to change that, right? And I'm going to start involving them more, understanding why that there's a breakdown there and then be able to start communicating in a way that's going to add value to product management so that at the end of the day, I'm getting what I want from my customers, which is, you know, things on the roadmap or additional value, things like that. I'm, you know, I'm targeting product management, but that can apply to any, any group or organization where you feel like there's friction. Um, and friction isn't always a bad thing, right? But if it's one of those things where the friction is not leading to successful out- outcomes for your customer, take a minute to pause and stop and ask the reason why there's friction and see if you can you can be a part of a change agent to start changing that. So um, now I know I want to acknowledge and recognize that, that not every organization out there um, is fortunate to be completely customer centric, right? Or, you know, focused on that. So, um, you know, if you feel that you're, that you're in that situation, you don't feel that right. Being a part of it and being that change agent and being that first person to be willing to take a step, um, and just see what happens. You have really nothing to lose at that point. Um, so, you know, seeing what happens and that's, uh, that would be my recommendation from a culture perspective is it should be coming leadership down, but if it's not right, you can be your own change agent within the boat, you know, within the circle of people that you work with closely. Great. Love that. I love that point, the way you build it up, the way you explained it. Uh, so people like it's leadership doesn't need any role. Leadership doesn't need any, uh, any pledge. It is just so everybody can be a leader. Like if, mm-hmm. if you think there is, there is something wrong, you just raise your hand and, you know, just, just pull it out on the table and, Let's see how we could sort it out. So just like you mentioned, we need to make sure we are all customer centric and we are, uh, we are laser focused towards the goals and outcomes and how we can make it better. So uh, on the leadership, so just on the last question as you need, you need to push off uh, in one minute to tango uh, like three years down the road, I'm just projecting three years forward. 
what are the like high level goals in terms of uh, you know scalability in terms of growth uh, in terms of funding and everything like what is that you guys are heading to yeah that's a that's a great question and and obviously with the you know the the economic changes here in, in the US um, you know that's always that always I'll call it puts a little bit of cloud of uncertainty right but uh, we're, we're working towards and, and working with our customer towards uh, aligning towards like a 40, 45 to 60% year over year growth rate. So um, for, for the next three years, we haven't changed that trajectory, despite what's you know happening economically right now that obviously could change but um you know based on where we want to be three years from now uh and that's part of the reason why i joined to tango is we had a um you know getting the business to 100 million dollars in revenue um by the end of three years basically three years from now which i think is um it's a big it's a big goal um but i think it's not i don't think it's one that's an unrealistic goal um so you know just working along and that it takes customer centricity to get there um you can't you can't just do that by saying i'm going to get i want to get you know to 60 percent growth year over year um i but you but you can do that right if your customers are alongside of you and bought in right and you're actually supporting their success so um you know that's really truly where we are and as far as like what my team is focused on is is continuing to you know all all the all the activities and zoom meetings and all the things that are happening both internally and customer facing is all around you know how we can increase value for our customers around what value they define, right? We know what our platform is really good at and being able to give visibility into health and being able to drive that. But um, we, at the end of the day, um, what the customer is trying to achieve is, is going to be the most important and aligning around that um, and getting our teams around that is, is what's going to make them successful. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll obviously, you know, we'll have to stay in touch and, and see where we actually are, but uh, I am excited to, to see where our team grows and, um, you know, for anybody listening to the podcast, you know, Tango continues to hire. So, uh, you know, for our customer success and, and larger groups. So um, if you are at all interested in helping, you know, helping customer success organizations, you know, build out, you know, what their you know, journeys look like and helping them be successful, um, please feel free to, to shoot me a note on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there. So I would, I'll be happy to, to connect with you. Absolutely. Why not? Because, you know, Tango is like, you have different options while like having while, while you're thinking as a SaaS platform to have a dedicated customer success tool that can enable your team to go digital and have some automation, have some playbooks, have some, uh, to, you know, save some time and things, move things efficiently. But to Tango, you know, you'll have a whole lot more reasons to use Tango. It's an entire different experience uh, for, especially in, in, the, in, the, in this medium, small to medium sized businesses. It's, it's very big. So I really appreciate that you taking the time today. You guys are doing incredibly well for the last few years. Uh, and, and I wish you guys really good luck. And, and, and people that are listening, most of them are SaaS platforms. Most of them are uh, from your industry too. Like we have people from the same uh, based customer facing teams. Like if you're familiar with Involve.ai, all of these guys doing this doing and competing uh, to tango and gain side and all these big giants so we'll definitely stay in touch and if in any way we can help you uh we'll definitely fill a form and uh, i'll just we'll just drop a link to your linkedin profile if that's okay for you for people to yeah. connect with you on LinkedIn. thank you very yeah. much uh, jeremy for taking time one more time yeah i uh, appreciate it Adil. and uh yeah thank you it's been a pleasure and uh, yeah have a have a wonderful rest of your week sir send my love to your kids Thanks.
Thank you so very much for staying with us on the episode. Please share your feedback at adil at hyperengage.io. We definitely need it. Uh, we will see you next time with another guest on the stage with some concrete tips on how to operate better as a customer success leader and how Im- you can empower engagements with some building some meaningful relationships. We qualify people for the episode just to make sure we bring the value to the listeners. Do reach us out if you want to refer any CS leader. Until next time, goodbye and have a good rest of the day.